to be as rise from the ashes. I am the guy every person should be worried about in this King of the Mic tournament. And when I become King of the Mic, you're gonna say what's next? There's only one outcome, and that is me winning the whole fucking thing. Let's not us forget, I've won King of the Mic before. Nobody's in my league. I invite Mike Locken to fight for the TV title. I'll see you at Fight for the Knowledge, Dazzy. Be careful what you wish for. And now, Max Wrestling presents Fight for the Knowledge 2. Fight! It's Thursday, you know what that means. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez, and this is Fight for the Knowledge 2. We're also joined by DC Daniel Crimmins. Um, we were supposed to be joined by Phoenix too, but um, let sleeping birds lie, I guess. Uh, we're going to be talking Jay Uso stepping up to Roman Reigns, and things get heated, especially for PCO, on impact as we predict Slammiversary. If you know Feeney, you know he likes to sleep in when he's supposed to be on the show. But also on today's episode, Dragon Club challenges DC and me in duos trivia for the Max Wrestling T Tag Team Championship. The captain defends the TV championship against that guy they call the podcast machine, Mike Larkin. And then DC pulling double duty, challenging Chad Malcolm for the knowledge title. And we get the 2023 King of the Mike final. Yeah, all three of us are pulling double duty. Jesus, I'm already tired. <laughs> but before we do a damn thing make sure you hit that subscribe button on youtube follow us on soundcloud and spotify wherever you get your podcasts you can find us and for all your max Russell needs head over to maxrussonnet.weebly.com and before we talk any of this weekend's action or week's action let's get it out of the way it's time for me to defend my television championship against mike larkin mikey mike and remember, it is TV rules, which means the longest promo wins unless there's a three-minute discrepancy, in which case you're disqualified. Let's go. television championship and now it goes over there because Mike I'm not gonna let you look at it for one more second it is my job to keep that title as far away from you as possible see Mike I know what happens when you get your hands on a championship you put it in a chokehold you were knowledge champion for 628 days promo champion for 136 days but times have changed and people have changed I am a two-time world champion this is my third defense of the television championship 
and notice the camera angle because I'm looking down on you right now. Now make no mistake about it, my sights are set firmly on Promo Slam and whoever the King of the Mic may be. It's either going to be my co-host, my right-hand man, my faction rival, Moses Marquez, or my best friend of 22 years, Beer. You see, Mike, I'm looking past you. I'm looking at them. I'm looking at the King of the Mic final, and that's why we're opening the show. So that once I'm done playing with you, I can just sit back and watch one of them become my next challenger. Because I'm not defending the Max Wrestling Television Championship against you, Mike. No. I am defending Max Wrestling from you. So why did I pick you? Well, I heard your opinion a couple of weeks ago. You feel I chose you because I want some competition. Because I want to face the Mike Larkin of old, the podcast machine. No. No. I picked you because it's an easy win. Not because I'm better than you, Mike, but because you're like a dog chasing cars. TV rules means the longest promo wins unless the discrepancy is more than three minutes. That's why I chose you, Mike. Because if anybody's going to overshoot the goalpost, it's you. I could end this thing right now at two and a half minutes and win easy. Because I know you're going to tell us a story. You're going to regurgitate four-syllable words like you just swallowed a thesaurus. You're probably going to do some kind of retro movie-based dance. You're going to grace us with the presence of Mama Larkin. Or you're just going to sit there in your crusty underwear and talk about our history. I know we have history, Mike. And now, you are history. So, I'm not going to take the easy road and expect you to turn this into a Mikey Mike Khan's Film Festival feature-length mini-movie. I'll actually try to outlast you, to out-promo you. You notice a moment ago, I called Moses Marquez my right-hand man. That used to be you. You were the guy I could always count on. Every single week, no matter how little we had to talk about, no matter how much bullshit we had to put up with from the meat basher, I could always count on Mike Larkin. Until I couldn't anymore. And you've never been the same since. And what happened? Your balls drop off? No. You lost your fucking mind over a girl. And not just a girl, a girl who also thought of you as a right-hand man. And now, you're nothing but a right-hand man. The problem, Mike, is that you bit off more than you could chew. Just like you're doing right now. See, this is not like the last time we worked together in a promo bout. No, I'm not the shape right now. This TV championship has made me a different man. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to beat you. I'm not here to entertain you like a, like a fucking clown. I'm here to berate you. I am going to beat you, Mike, so bad, you might just end up with amnesia. Again.
So, allow me to put you back in your place and remind you who this show belongs to. At one time, you had some sway around here, and then you left. Now, you know I'm always open to suggestions, but who do you think you are to book yourself in matches, to tell me when to air segments? Who brought Robert Davis out of retirement and booked their own match for Promomania? You did. Who booked themselves against DC at Promo Slam, sorry, Promo Series, last year? You did. Was I consulted in either of those matches? No, I wasn't. Now, don't get me wrong. You've gone on to do great things since you left Max Wrestling. But so have I. And so has Max. Once upon a time, I wouldn't have stood a chance against you in promos. But you've been gone all this time. And I have evolved. I no longer rely on gimmicks, filters, and smoke, and mirrors, and bullshit. I'm here with just a camera and a microphone. Telling you that now, I'm the here and now. Now, I'm the main event. Now, I'm the podcast machine. And this is TV rules, which means your booby friends can't save you this time by flooding the votes. Now, this is all about what we say and how long we say it for. So you sing, you dance, you tap, you rap, you do whatever it is you do. This is not me bringing a part-timer back for one match. This is me pulling the trigger on Old Yeller. Bang. Here, tell these people something they don't know about me. is defined as a person who is in command of a ship. And you were steering that ship in the wrong direction. You were probably one of the most delusional sons of bitches I have ever met, Dazzy Dangerously. You surround yourself with nothing but yes-men who do nothing but kiss your ass. You know what the saddest part about it is? The person that kissed your ass the most was me. You know, Dazzy, when I first started working with you in 2016, I remember when you used to ask me, Mike, how do you do your show solo? And I said to you, dude, it's real simple. All you got to do is hit the record button, speak into the microphone, and let it rip. Be yourself. Be confident. Well, that was in 2016. And in the year 2023, let me provide you with the most honest and bluntest answer possible. You suck. You can't. You can't get away with having nice graphics forever. Eventually, you're going to have to develop a personality. The Cap'n Mo Show. More like a chip-toothed Welsh bastard and a not-so-Brian Alvarez. This roster of Max Wrestling has become nothing but abysmal, pedestrian, and a fake world of enhancement talents and not-so-superstars compared to my world, a real world full of peasants bowing down to a king. Kiss the ring, bitches. Daz, you think I like to come on here and talk about how I've done a lot of cool shit? I'm on Tubi TV, I'm on Roku TV, I've ring announced and all of this stuff? No. 
I don't do it to come on here to brag about it. I do it to come on here because I am proud about it. I am proud of everything that I've accomplished in the past eight years because everything that I've done is with nothing but respect, honor, perseverance, passion, and persistence. And you, you should not even be proud of what you've been putting out of right now. You should be ashamed of the product that you're putting out. The reason you have people like me on here is because I don't need you. You need me to put up the views, to put out the best content possible, because the heavy hitters are gone. You can't steer the ship. I can steer my own ship. Why? Because I may have a Neanderthal approach. But if you have it, you have it. And if you don't, you don't. And you cannot teach talent. And son, I am all that in a bag of chips. You can't teach it. I am it. I have always been it. Even when you wanted to push me aside and make me the comedy fodder of this show, I still draw more and will draw more than each and every one of you motherfuckers. I am the here and now. I am the podcast machine, and I could do all of this better than you can. You are an embarrassment to podcasting. You are absolutely a fanboy. You have the mindset of a fan. Well, let me tell you something, Dazzy Khan. When dealing with people, you can't be a pussy. And I don't even want to call you a pussy, but let's speak on it. Let's be honest. You're a fucking pussy. You don't know how to deal with people. You don't know how to fucking communicate. And you don't know how to run your fucking show. It's sad. It's sad to see what you've become. A self-promotional man whore who whores himself around here with fucking bullshit factions and a fucking cinematic horse shit bullshit cinematic promos that are equated to something a high school student would produce in a video production class. I am embarrassed for you. I am embarrassed for this entire show. And I am embarrassed to be even a part of this show. I don't even want the TV championship. If I win, cool, sweet. But if I lose, I won't leave sleep at night because I know that whatever I do, I do what I do for the thrill of performing. You do what you do because you have nothing else. You don't take it to the max. You take a crap on each and every one that wanted to get into podcasting. You take a crap on what podcasting actually is, telling and providing a platform to people who want to tell their stories and provide a platform that showcases honest opinions, great analysis, and fun. But you know what the best part about having fun is, Dazzy? Making money. And I make money because I am all about the dollar-dollar bills. I am all about the moolah, if you will. And I know my fucking worth. And this is not worth my time. I will give you my time because I am such a generous person. I sigh, I sulk, because something that I once loved, something that once brought me joy, I used to look forward to getting up at 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time to do this. But now, it's not fun. It's become a chore. And when you do something that's not fun, then why do it at all? I didn't want to do this. You made me do this. And you, you have killed my spirit. But I will say this to you. You, my friend, need a fucking wake-up call. 
you need to realize that your repetitive formulaic outline does not work and I see through your bullshit. They might not see through it, but I do. No matter how much you want to rev up and have these surprises and have all these new features, these new graphics, these new intros, it's the same shit over and over again and it will always be the same shit over and over again because you cannot grow. You are here. I am here because I make the most of my opportunities and I knock it out the fucking park. This is probably the most I've ever cursed in a promo. It's because I am so upset. I am evoking a lot of emotions and eliciting reactions and they may not be good ones. But damn it, I am passionate about what I do. And if I can give you a moment of memory to be created, then I've done my job. You haven't done your job because you are not a captain you were a falsified prophet, you were a cult leader, and you are, but beyond a shadow of a doubt, a stupid son of a bitch. And I will leave you with this. To quote one of my favorite pop culture movies, and one that I know you love as well, Mr. Lee, everything that that guy is about to say is bullshit. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Mike Larkin hit it at, uh, was it six minutes, 54 seconds, but the captain retains seven minutes and eight seconds. First and foremost, dude, Mike, you took a whole lot of shots and you're lucky you live across the other way. A boy goes, Woo-wee. I tell you what, partner, you got a big mouth. Like the, the fucking disrespect. Like Jesus Christ. I, I, Mike, I know you didn't care about winning, but it's sweet nonetheless, especially after those shots. Um, actually, you know what? Here's a little post-fight press conference for you. Chip Tooth, Welsh bastard, was it? You know, I get, you know how that happened. Wrestling. Oh, Walls of Jericho hit, hit from behind, mouth first, hit the floor, boom. So I take damage but, like uh, a man, baby. Since you want to quote our favorite movie, my cousin Vinny, let me do it too. I got no more use for this guy. None. Lord Thanks for the fight, Mike. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, now let's jump into uh, the first of our re- uh, segment recaps or a recap segments. Time for the captain for the Friday Night Three Way. Only a two way this week. We're skipping Impact uh, because we're going to be predicting Slammiversary later on anyway. But uh, on SmackDown. Tribal court ends in chaos as Roman Reigns and Solo pick the Usos apart, sending Jimmy to a local medical facility. Austin Fury defeated Sheamus to, the re- to retain the United States Championship with an assist from Pretty Deadly. Women's chaos as Bianca Belair jumped Asuka before, obviously, Charlotte got involved and EO Sky got involved and Bailey joined the fray. It was just, it was chaos. Chaos. On the Grayson Waller effect, Edge reflected on his debut in the same arena before announcing he and Grayson Waller have a match booked. Edge later defeats Waller with a mid-air spear. Edge then praises Waller's performance, telling him he's warm. Oh, he swam, sorry. Thank God, I was about to say, I was like, please tell me this isn't a pay-per-view match. Good, I missed it. It's probably going to end up as a pay-per-view match, though, at SummerSlam. Um, And finally... um, the Bloodline got 38 minutes of this show dedicated to them. Back in the ring, 
Roman Reigns called out Jay, who came down from the crowd. Jay leapt over the barricade, took out Solo, and grabbed a chair to attack Roman. Solo, however, made the save, but Jay went wild with a steel chair. Finally, Jay held Roman's title and challenged him to a one-on-one match. Jay kept bugging me throughout this entire show because he just kept jumping on Roman and forgetting about Solo. So Solo just kept jumping him back. Go after the main target, bud. You know, I I think the one thing, <clears throat> and it was subtle, was Solo picking up the the uh, the way and yeah. kind of looking at it, like teasing, like maybe Solo's gonna step was is gonna step up. Uh, Solo's the last one to leave, well, apart from Heyman to leave Roman's side. I uh, with respect, Dazzy, I, I don't think we're getting Paul Heyman versus Roman Reigns. But come on, <laughs> maybe Paul Heyman can end the streak. What do you mean? Maybe Paul Heyman will be the next uh, champion. I love it already. Heyman can be the next Bob Backlund. There we hey, go. Now Vince we're talking. McMahon, if Vince McMahon can book himself to win the WWE title, Paul Heyman can do it. And ECW. <laughs> Surprised he didn't make himself the WCW champion. Oh, he, he killed everything else about WCW. He may as well have. Right. Um, all right, that's a SmackDown. Um, like I said, we're probably going to get Jay and Romo. Uh, Romo? Roman Romo. at, like at SummerSlam. That's fine. Um, I mean, hell, give him, give him a pay-per-view main event. He'll need, he, again. Jay needs it. Again. Again. Again, yeah, full circle. But um, the debate goes on. Do we stick with the plan of Cody finishing the story at Mania, or does Jay? Yeah. I mean, Jay does deserve to be champion. I just don't know if no, they're going to. I doubt they're going to go that road. No, it's roadie codes. No way. Hear, hear me out. Roman, Jay can easily beat Roman. For sure. And brief title reign, Roman gets it back. Oh, no, I don't want to know. I was more like, you should show that he can beat him and then just have Cody beat him and just be like, Jay, like, you son of a bitch. And have Cody, (laughs) have Cody going as a heel. You could probably somehow figure that out. Easy. I'm sure we can get to hate. You, you want to hate Cody? Make his fucking, I don't know, change his music. That's how you hate Cody. Hey, bring back the Snoop Dogg version. Oh, don't do, why? No, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just, why would you do that? Everybody gets ready for the whoa-oh, and then you just hear Snoop Dogg. It's fresh, y'all. Oh, no, that was the, the fucking worst. Do <laughs> The do a, worst. Do a remix of the Stardust theme. You know, you know who could do a remix? Harley Cameron. Right, okay. She, okay. she can quote Shady. Right? there. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Harley, that's AEW stuff. We'll get into Rampage in a second, and we got Raw to come later on. So the 100th episode of Rampage kicked off with Dark Order defeating the Hung Bucks. After the match, Takeshita and Claudio prepared to attack the Elite before Omega ran down for backup. You don't very often see Kenny Omega on Rampage, but there you go. All right. I've literally got three bullet points for Rampage. It just flew by this week. Um, in the now. blind tag team eliminator tournament, Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara defeated Matt Hardy and Je- Jeff Jarrett. As Team Jarrett beat Matt down after the match, Ethan Page makes the save. Jeff Hardy seems to be at home painting or something. I don't know. Playing guitar. Uh, he, he's definitely singing. He posted on Instagram yesterday. And finally, also in the tournament, Brian... Yeah. Um, Brian Cage and Big Bill defeated Trent Beretta and Matt Seidel. They'll face Adam Cole and MJF in the semifinals. So that was that was Rampage. It flew by. Um, 
Well, actually, I just remembered, actually, Jeff got injured. Thank God. Again. Yeah, it, it wasn't from the Whisper in the Wind botch, though. It was against, I think it was against Brian Cage, actually. That wouldn't be surprising. Brian I is think it's a monster back man. injury. He's oh, had his, back, his back problems, Yeah, but I think it's something to do with his jaw. Oui. For um, being currently out of action. But they haven't even mentioned him. He's just, like, completely wiped off TV right now. So what you're saying is he's an obsolete mule? Uh, right now he is, yeah. He's been deleted. He's uh, He's been replaced by Brother Zai. There. Let's go with that. <laughs> uh, it was a better episode of Rampage than last week. I said last week was just very run-of-the-mill, and it oh, dragged. Yeah. But I literally had three bullet points from this week, so it was just three matches. There you go. Streamline. That's, that's Rampage these days. Okay, with that covered, Saturday nights are right for fighting. Let's take a look at Collision. Alright, so Collision opens up with uh, CM Punk opening the show, talks about his history with Samoa Joe and the influence of Owen Hart. Uh, different Canadian reaction from Punk this week. They actually liked him, shockingly. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on with Canada. You're killing me. You're killing me, Canada. So uh, in the first semifinal of Owen Hart's, uh, the Owen Hart uh, tournament, Ricky Starks defeats Powerhouse Hobbs. I was pulling for Powerhouse, but it's okay. Um, after a miscommunication between Hobbs and QT, a frustrated Hobbs then walked out on his own faction, which then again, it's QT. I'd walk out on his ass, too. Yeah. So. Following her injury in Japan, Willows uh, has an interview where she is interrupted uh, because she has her scheduled opponent by Athena, and they will face off on Rampage instead. I don't think it's for the Ring of Honor title. I think it is. Oh, well, then, hey, what do you know? I was about to say, that shows you how much, again, I'm paying attention. Oh. I'm... No, it's the no. Uh, the uh, Owen Hart tournament. Oh, okay, that's right. So, yeah, cool. Push it. I'm good because like, I'm like, I know, I want Willow to win this one, but... Safety, yeah, safety first. Actually, yeah, that was the thing in the interview. Willow said, oh, you actually, you actually got a nice shiny belt there, too. But, yeah, it's for the Owen Hart Cup. All right, we're building down the line. I like it. Julia Hart defeated uh, Bad, uh, Bambi Hall to pick up her 24th straight win. Why doesn't she get... Okay, if she's on 24 straight. I haven't seen it. Why is she not on... <laughs> I get... Okay, hold on. I know that Malachi made the whole thing where all of them are supposed to be on collision, but not everybody's watching collision. And then on top of that, so let's let's not let's let's play the uh, the producer role. Why aren't you guys feeding co- fucking collision shit on dynamite? They did a full recap of Punk and Joe, but yeah, that 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 was pretty much it. Come on, bud. Like, come on, get Julia Hart against fucking uh. Well, no, goddamn, home, well, homegirl's too strong right now. Shit, never mind. Just keep let her keep winning. Never mind. Let her keep winning. Malachi Black addressed uh, Andrade looking to bring him the best out of him uh, without his mask. Andrade clapped back in an interview to explain the importance of his mask, which because, you know, we all know how the doors and the respect and everything that the masks are dawned upon you. They are not just, you know, hey, I want that one. Don't do it. So the Bang Bang Gang defeated FTR in a, in a tag team eliminator, earning them a tag team title shot next week at a two out of three falls. I am cannot wait. I'm beyond stoked for this one. Uh, I don't think uh, the Bang Bang Gang is going to win it, but it's going to be fun as shit. Scorpio Sky finally making his goddamn return to television, and it's a win over Action Andrade. I didn't hate it. 
Um, I just, I, I, I almost forgot who Scorpio Sky was. Let's just say that. I almost forgot his work rate. I'm glad he's finally back. Let's push the shit out of him now. Please and goddamn thank you. Uh, in the main event, an 18-year rivalry in the, well, well, no, 18 years since their last battle, I should say. I want to say, I don't know how long the rivalry went down. It started back probably like in the early 2000s, knowing these fuckers. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, CM Punk finally defeats Samoa and Joseph after he, you know, obviously kicks out of three. He will move on to the semifinals and will face Ricky Starks next week. Well, actually, in the final, I should say. Uh, but after that, he uh, goes to shake Punk's hands. And, of course, we in the TSK were clamoring for Joe to kill him. He then killed him. And uh, FTR comes out to make the save. But still killed him anyway. Good job, um, Joe. Obviously, as an elite guy, are you softening up a little to Punk yet? Or is he still in the bad books? He's, you know what, dude? Like, and I, and, and, and I'm, I, I'm very much adamant with DC. I'm the old guy in the in the baseball <laughs> stands. Just, but he's doing his job, and that's what I was afraid was gonna happen. Is he was gonna come in and he was just gonna be a fucking prima donna or continue to be a prima donna or whatever. But he's just he's doing his job. He's he's doing what he's told and he's handling what he's doing. Um, I don't want him to win the own heart tournament thing, but, but again, he, he, but he will exactly DC, but he will, you know, he, he's the, he's the, he's the Bret Hart guy, you know, he's the heart dungeon guy, whatever the bullshit you want to turn around. So I'm, I'm, I'm the ice is melting. Let's just say that, but it's not melting fast. Nope. Yeah. Iceberg meet Titanic for me still. <laughs> <laughs> It's all this is going to take a fucking global warming to melt this bitch. I'll, I'll put it this way. If they were smart and they really wanted to create and push a star, have Ricky Starks win it all. He needs this. Fucking DC Punk with a homer. Is a guaranteed Hall of Famer, you know, like, I don't yeah. like him. I, I think he's a, you know, prima donna. Punk has become everything he swore he didn't want to be. He has become that guy. Tell me when I'm telling lies. No, sir. Can't do it. And honestly, I will make this, this prediction now. Ricky Starks is leaving. When it. his contract is up, he's gone. Don't do it. But I get it. But I get it. If Because they have been using him horribly. He should be in world in world title feuds. He should be getting TNT title shots. Yeah, he he was booked really well right up until the match he had with MJF. Yeah, it's true. It's the same thing that we got with Wardlow. There are some people that Tony Khan books very well, and then there are other people that it's what the fuck. Well. Not to continue to spin off on the whole thing, but Wardlow's a he, you he everybody looks at Wardlow and you immediately think of the eighties and you book him like the eighties and you let some squash some dudes and then you build up one big match and then that's it. And he that's was, what he did. But the problem was is it got stale fast as fuck because guess what, bud? This isn't nineteen ninety six where everybody's big, but oh he's bigger. Wardlow works for the wrong company. Yeah, the he's he's the, he's a Vince guy. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, well, I, yeah, I guess. I, 
I want to say he can be an AEW guy. I want to say it's just a look thing. But then again, well, no, look at Brian Cage. Because if it was all about looks, why isn't Brian Cage in WWE? Cage is the epitome of what a Vince guy looks like. Exactly. And so is Wardlow. But they just, they would rather, I will no, that's not true. I was about to say Brian Cage would rather look good. They're not Triple H guys. (sighs) Wardlow probably mm. is. Yeah, I could see Hunter being a fan of Wardlow. Um, Vince Cage probably though. loved Brian Cage. Oh, yeah. He wasn't so goddamn short. Vince <laughs> would have a hard-on for Brian Cage. Speaking of hard-ons, now it's time for Cap to go in raw. <laughs> it must be Monday. <laughs> that is the best segue ever. <laughs> Oof. All right. Three hours, bro. Obviously, it's the longest one to keep bullet points on. So, <clears throat> um, very much like SmackDown was all about the bloodline, this episode of Raw was pretty much all about mommy. So, uh, Finn Balor opened the show by calling out his stablemate Damian Priest, but was talked down by Rhea Ripley. As Balor left the ring, Seth Rollins interrupted Rhea and Dirty Dom ahead of their rematch later on. <laughs> Drew McIntyre and Matt Mantle. I fucking love Seth. I love Seth so much. Like, oh yeah, he comes out with a plate full of food too. He's fucking, and he takes a bite of the chicken wing and he's throwing it in the crowd. And I'm like, you wasteful son of a bitch. <laughs> they they obviously weren't peri peri chicken. Um, <laughs> Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle soundly defeated Kaiser and Vinci as oh. McIntyre depinned v- Vinci while Riddle held Kaiser in an ankle lock. Following the match, Gunther and Kaiser walked out on Vinci in disappointment after oh. he yelled something in whatever. Does he speak German? He's, Is it German he speaks? I want to say. he's, he's, he's not he's, German. He's, no, he's talking Aust- about uh, Gunther, right? But he's Australian, yeah. isn't he? He's Austrian. He's Austrian. Yeah, he's definitely not Australian. But no, he's no. <laughs> it, it's, it's German. Yeah. So, yeah. He yelled at Vinci, and then they walked out on him. Um, backstage, Finn and Priest seem to settle their differences, as Priest claims he never meant to cost Finn the world title and would never cash in on him. Wink, wink. Uh, back to Rhea and Dirty Dom, who interrupt KO and Sammy's interview to make it clear that the Judgment Day won all the titles on Raw, including tag team. Speaking of tag teams, Veer is coming again as a vignette airs for In The Share. I wonder how long it's going to take. Why? Why? I'll tell you how long it'll take. By the time your kid is 16, <laughs> then Veer will debut again. And Roman Maybe. will still be champion. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and Cody will still be trying to finish the story. <laughs> Cody's going to be old and gray. Um, before the match begins, Dirty Dom jumps Rollins and is joined by Priest and Balor, but KO and Sammy quickly back up the world champion. A six-man tag match is then announced after the break. Ricochet called out Logan Paul. Logan claimed Ricochet cost him both the Money in the Bank ladder match. Ricochet performed his superhero flip landing, but the Buffalo crowd didn't give two shits. Nope. The two then came to blows as Ricochet got the upper hand. I mean, he did stumble a little bit on the landing. It was much smoother in NXT, but it was still impressive. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, nonetheless. Us Buffalo crowd, we're uh we're a top cookie. <laughs> Ain't got no and time for that flippy shit. That is why you do not waste fucking chicken wings, Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> that was like an immediate heel turn right there. 
right? Like, oh, you, you do not waste perfectly good chicken with this, you, you especially know. in Buffalo. I mean, you got to stay in shape. I, don't I mean, care. I don't care. No, Taz is making good points, dude. You don't do it. There, there was an interview once with Will Ferrell and um, Mark Wahlberg, and they were introduced to a Terry's chocolate orange, which is a delicacy in the UK. It's literally an orange shaped ball of chocolate that tastes like orange. Uh, and Mark Wahlberg would barely even sniff it. He don't eat chocolate. Oh yeah, no that that his body is a temple. That man. <laughs> uh, continuing, Raw Zoe Stark picked up a roll up win over Becky Lynch as Becky was a little preoccupied with Trish on the outside. Um, How long are they building the fuck out? They're building the fuck out of this, right? Please, just gonna I stop mean, at SummerSlam, right? We said hopefully they're gonna hold off on Trish and Becky till SummerSlam. But they obviously they pulled the trigger for Saudi crowd, but they're still building a I guess a rematch to SummerSlam, so it's still good. Yeah. Fuck it. Um and also it's giving Zoe Stark to rub, that's not a bad thing. No, no not at all. We we need more viable women stars. Bingo. Yeah. I'm not sure how much longer Becky's gonna be around. That aren't named Charlotte Flair. Oh man. Hey. That girl. Up a little bit. Uh, during the uh, speaking of putting women on the map, during her Alpha Academy graduation ceremony, Maxine Dupree was attacked by Valhalla and had her varsity jacket stolen. Not the jacket. Don't take the jacket. I, <laughs> honestly, I don't really care for this feud, but I mean, it is going a little bit viral, um, especially her worm last week. But I mean, I, it, it's it's the Viking Raiders and Valhalla I don't get because why the fuck do they give a shit about stealing? I know they're Vikings and they pillage. It, it gets them on TV, so I, I don't hate it. Yeah, but they pillage the letter jacket. Also, it was a sweet knee from Valhalla last week to interrupt the worm. <laughs> she's give her a jacket just for that. I'm so glad she's back too. Yeah, I, I don't and mind not, the and name not just change. in the corner. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Use um, who you fucking have. And Sarah Logan's good, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. Her stuff on the indies was great. As, as crazy Mary Dobson. Hey. She should have been Sister Abigail. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I don't know if it was rumored at one point or if it was just wishful thinking, but she was, I, I think, think, in I'm line for it. I think more wishful thinking, but yeah. <laughs> Um, we've mentioned Cody Rhodes briefly following Brock Lesnar's return last week. Cody Rhodes called for one more match at SummerSlam to finally settle the score and to quote Cody, become the next in line. So is that how you get in line? He's you beat he's Brock. Finishing you the beat story. Brock? He, well, he's finishing this chapter of the story. Uh, he said everybody has a Brock oh. Lesnar, whether it's work, taxes, whatever. Everybody's got a Brock Lesnar. Work Which is, is basically work is a, Brock a pain in the ass. So what you're telling me is I wrestle Brock Lesnar at fucking 200 plus days a year? This is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, so obviously it's going to be the last match between them at SummerSlam. The rubber match between For them. For now. Um, I, I would love to know how many, mostly kids really, thought the rubber match was an actual match type because Cody didn't say, we've had two matches, we need a rubber match. He just said, I'm challenging you to a rubber match. How many kids were just like, what's a rubber match? Mom, mom, what's that mean? And mom's like, oh, no. Well, they're just going to be attached by elastic. They, yep, they, <laughs> that would be fun. 
The ring is going to be surrounded by rubber bands. There you go. Yeah, Brock's just going to go flying. Um, obviously, Brock wasn't there this week. Uh, he didn't think Buffalo was worth the trip. Shocker. If only he'd have known how many chicken wings were available. <laughs> the free chicken wings that fucking Seth is just wasting. And the border's right there. Literally. <laughs> Like, Brock could just walk in. There. I brought my own fucking chicken. It still has feathers and everything. Still clucking. Like, he's like, I'll, I'll take care of it, though. Seriously, like 20-minute, half-hour drive. He'd, he'd be there. <laughs> that makes it even funnier that if Brock didn't think it was worth a trip. Of course not. Why would um, Speaking of settling scores, The Miz finally ended his 20-match losing streak by defeating Tommaso Ciampa in a no-DQ match with a big assist from Bronson Reed. Almost forgot he was on the Raw roster. Same. Almost forgot he'd left Japan. No, I knew he was in the... I knew he was in the... But I was just like, <laughs> shit, is he... Is he He's the done one nothing. The, is he the one eating all the chicken wings? Is that why they have so many? <laughs> God damn it, Bronson. Slow down. Um, following a confrontation with Rhea Ripley, again, she's on the show, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan sat ringside as Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville defeated Caden Carter and Katana Chance. The way, um, what's her name? Ring announcer. Uh, Samantha Urban, I think. Is her Samantha. Name? The way she says Chelsea Green is one of my new favorite things on Raw because she says everything else with, with such intensity. Uh, and then she just... Turns into one of the pink girls for Chelsea Green's name. Um, so Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville are next in line to challenge Raquel and Liv for the women's tag team titles. Guessing it's going to be at SummerSlam. Probably. Cool. I'm so confused on Sonya, but okay. Yeah. Um, during an interview, Drew McIntyre confirmed he's away on business next week. I think he's filming something. Cool. Um, while Matt Riddle it's faces Marvel Gunther, thing, I think actually, yeah, I think it is. Oh no, it's not Marvel. It's something with uh, Big uh, Big Dave. So it has to be Marvel, <laughs> right? Something with with good old uh, Batista. Anyway, uh, and Ice Cube. What? Uh, a new film called The Killer's Game. It's, oh, it's just a martial arts action cinema. Ice Cube? Martial arts? What the All fuck? All right. What year am I in? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I can't find anything else about it. Well, I haven't really looked that much into it. But yeah, he's I filming with Ice Cube and Batista next week. Uh, meanwhile, Matt Riddle is going to be facing Gunter with the rest of Imperium banned from ringside. Let's see how yeah. well that goes. Uh, and the main event, with an assist from Mommy, the Judgment Day defeated Seth Rollins, KO, and Sammy to close the show. Yeah. Good stuff. Don't, di didn't hate Raw. Uh, caught mainly the first hour. I was like, all right, we're watching this. And it gets so hard it does i kind of dug it this week though because i mean maybe it was because i watched it without the bad breaks um so it flowed a little better but literally rhea ripley was in every other segment she was all up and down the show you know what i mean if, like if you're trying to push her more than you fucking you know what i mean then she's already been pushed well goddamn 
Well, I think they realize that Rhea Ripley is their biggest star. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For and sure. And I think, honestly, regardless of gender, she is one of the biggest stars, of, you know, period. That period, they yeah, I know. And overexposure could be could become an issue where the mm. fans eventually get sick of her. It could be. Could be coming. I mean, it, it, I want to say, like, it got like that with Bianca. It all depends on how they book her at this exactly. point. You know what I mean? She is going to be over with fans regardless. Oh, so yeah. it's all about how they book her. If they, if, if they keep her strong, keep her in the limelight, then I don't see her getting stale anytime soon. But, yeah, they started having her literally just murder everyone for a little too long, and they're going to be like, okay, can you... It's the same thing that happened to Soraya in WWE. Same exact thing. You know, she started off red hot. They fucked with her booking, and then fans got sick of her. Oh, yeah, it didn't help. Right off the bat, she was playing hot potato with AJ in the Divas title. Mm-hmm. I think it changed like four or five times between them in like six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, monthly pay-per-views. Don't, don't forget those days. The butterfly um, what, what I really like about Rhea right now is that she's kind of taking over Judgment Day and she's keeping all the boys in line. I know. Yeah, I was going to say she's the mediator, but it's not even the mediator. She's more the leader. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's become Rhea's group. Fuck yeah. It's All right, mommy's before, group. It, it's mommy's group, yeah. There you go. And she's also there to speak when Dom can't. Which is always. I know, I know they boo him when he tries to speak, but I'm, I, I swear they turn the audio up on the crowd when they boo, just so he can't speak. I, probably. I wouldn't be surprised if I have a little <laughs> lecture in. He thought, I will say turning heel has been the best thing for him. Yeah, it's definitely saved his career. Big time. Uh, and now, actually, he's going to NXT to challenge Carmelo. Not Carmelo. Who's the uh, uh, North Wesley. American champion? Wesley Blake. No, just Wesley. Wesley Blake's the other Wesley. I was about to say, I was like, what? <laughs> Wesley, yeah. <laughs> that, All right, should, before... that should be good. Should be. Yeah. Should he's going to follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we cover Dynamite, let's get the um, second title match this evening done. It is time for the tag title rematch, but I guess it's going to be a handicap match because ain't no Feeny around. Jesus, this guy. Um, I'm pulling all the weight for Dragon Club versus DCMO for the tag team titles. All right, so uh, same as last time, it is 10 straight questions, one after the other. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and you start it off since you're by yourself, unfortunately. <laughs> or do you want to give him a shout real quick and try again? Um, it's probably not even worth it. Oh, I'm fucking sleep. I literally just went to sleep like two hours ago. I can hear him now. I, I sent him a pingu ringing the bell, but nope, he didn't nothing. even read it. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> this fucking guy. And we did the uh, call. The whole everything we did. And and Chad and Beer are both working, so I'm going solo. So, all right. First question. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, and who else made up the MMA for Horsewomen? Jessamyn Duke. I had to Google her name because I forgot. <laughs> yes. 
Fuck. I don't don't even think she's wrestling anymore. Uh, No. I think she got cut in lockdown, and I don't know what she did after. Nothing. I think she's, like, doing stream, like, Twitch streaming. I have no goddamn clue. I couldn't tell you to save my fucking life. Uh, right, here we go. Oh, here we go. This is a fun one. Who has the most WWE hardcore championship reigns? Ah, that is, that's right in the back of my head. There's a fact that I know. I think it's been a question on the show before. The crash. I think Raven's number two, and I'm pretty sure it's Crash Holly. Drop my phone. And the answer be Raven, believe it or not, with 26. Fuck. I'm pretty sure we already mentioned that a couple weeks ago, too. I knew Raven was up there. That's what I said. I was like, I swear I remember we just talked about Raven something or another. Donnie Polo. Oh, God. Donnie Polo. (laughs) I kind of missed that segment. That was a good segment. All right, then. Uh, Question two. Which city hosted WrestleMania 6 and 18? Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Back in Canada, yes, it was. I and that was at the Toronto Sky Dome, which is now known as the Rogers Center. Yeah. I was staring off into the fucking space because I <laughs> And Mo, for, uh, since you're a baseball guy, that's the home of the uh, Blue Jays. Blue Jays! Fuck the Blue Jays. Go Yanks. Anyway, all right, here we go. This should be a good one. Who has, since we're going to stick with the most uh, of the reigns and such, who has the most intercontinental championship reigns? Oh, uh, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. You want for a bonus point? You can tell me how many. Nine. You son of a bitch. There you go. <laughs> That's an easy one, though. Because he always talks about it. I was going to say it is, it, is a, it is a Max Wrestling question. That's one he of the ones we use on the. Jericho will always talk about it. Of course he will. Because he's the man. He There's is. nobody else that'll do it. Nobody else is a nine-time champ. Especially Put I him see. in the Come goddamn on. Hall of Fame already. All right, that's two and one. Um, funnily enough, question three from me is also an Intercontinental title question, but it's Ooh. IWGP. Who was the first ever IWGP Intercontinental Champion? You got that one, Mo? Yeah, well, yeah. I got it. It's easy. Yeah, it, it's that one guy that wears the fucking the nose band and he talks all kinds of shit. Montel Vontavious Porter. Ballin'. GP. Which still weirds me the fuck out that he was the first IWGP IC champ. Like, really? MVP? I really yeah. wish they'd bring that title back. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they discontinued that title. Because combination. It's stupid. All right, let's hit question three. All right, here we go. Which pay-per-view was the Hall of Fame initially held in connection with? A soul mania? King of the Ring, believe it or not. Oh. They used to do it towards the middle of the of the year, and then it started in King of the Ring, and then I think it actually went to like SummerSlam for a little bit, and then it went to WrestleMania weekend. And I think that changed in 04. Yeah, yeah that's when they kind of brought it back. They brought it back because it was gone for like four or five years, and then randomly they bring it back. It's like, oh, hey, we're doing it again. Check it out. Who was a headliner in 04? Because Hogan was 05. 04. 
I know Hogan was the following year. They yeah. had like a necessary like headliner that year. They had to have. Hold on. Here we go. Oh yeah, Big John Stud, Don Morocco, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Harley Race. Oh, there you go. Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, Junkyard Dog, Sergeant Slaughter, Superstar Billy Graham, Tino, Santana, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. And Pete Rose. That's a very nice class. Okay, that's that's probably the best class. (laughs) And I think he got, I think Pete Rose got tombstoned by Kane again that year. That would have been awesome (laughs) if he did. That would have been fucking awesome if he did. The only Hall of Fame Pete Rose is ever going in. All right. Um, One and three. Here's question four. In what year did Bruno Sammartino's record 2,803-day reign as WWE champion begin? Oh, son of a bitch. When did it begin? What year? Yeah. So uh, when, when did he win the title? Pretty sure it was in the 70s. I'm going before that. Man, I don't know. Maybe 1977? I feel like that's still too early. Or still too late. I feel like it's earlier. Gotta be. Because I want to say, like, because there was a lot of the... Because Hogan was... was, No, no, Backlund was, like, late 70s, early 80s. So give me... Let's go with 75. I like 75. Give me 75. All right, you want to go with 75? Let's go with 75. Bruno Sammartino defeated Buddy Rogers May 17th, 1963. See, I knew it was like way sooner. I was like, there's no way it was the fucking 70s, bud. At a house like, show in New York. That was like, I think that was uh, Backlund time was the 70s. That's right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, Bob Backlund won it in 1978. See? Good old See? Robert Backlund. Also in New York. God, well, New York was the mecca back in the day. Well, That's back then, say. that was also WWE. Sorry, WWF. WF. Yeah, they, yeah, this was back three the, W days. Was their ter- Northeast was their territory. <laughs> three, three F days. I love this. Okay, gaps closed a little bit to three, two. All right. Um, the infamous Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage happened at what WrestleMania for what title? I see title. Mm-hmm. Oh. Six was Warrior and Hogan. Was it the same one? Yeah, WrestleMania six. WrestleMania three. Who was Savage against WrestleMania six? Six. That was, I think that was when he was King, or was it, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was King Macho, Macho King. Wait, it wasn't, so seven was him and Warrior. Did he wrestle us? Was it Georgie Animal Steel at six? Yeah, hold on. It may have been, actually, yeah. Do, do, do. I always forget that was WrestleMania 3. Oh, damn. Is he even on the fucking show? 
He didn't even wrestle. Oh, okay. He wasn't on the show. Actually, no, he was. He was. Where? WrestleMania 6, it was Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire versus Macho Man. And oh, he was in a bullshit oh, mix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All bad. With Dusty Rhodes. Uh, all right, well, I got the score wrong, actually. I, I didn't gain a point because you got one wrong, so the score is still 3-1. Question 5. Alan Sarvin is the real name of which former hardcore and European champion, former Impact Wrestling agent, and part owner of OVW? Al Snow. <laughs> that guy. That's my guy. That, I was going to say that's Scott some trivia Corbin. right there. It is Al Snow. But there you go. I like that. Oh, my Lord, Jimmy. The guy Chris. likes a little pepper. How you doing? He likes a little pepper in his chili. All right, because in the, in celebration of him some more, I want to I'll ask this question. Let's see. Who is the first ever African-American world heavyweight champion? Uh, what, like, like NWA or? Any. Simmons. Ron Simmons. I only had to do that because they just retired his number 50 at Florida State. Damn. Barry. <laughs> Nobody can say it like him. Nope. You can try and hope for your best, but it'll never be as good. All right, Phoenix, I'm trailing here. It's 4-2. Question six. How many world championships has Kane won overall in WWE? Oh, God. Um... Do you count the ECW title as a world title? Yeah, it was a world title. Okay, so two. I think that's four. I'm gonna say four. Yeah, like four. It's three. Motherfucker! He won all three once: WWE World Heavyweight and ECW. I swore he had won the World Heavyweight twice. I could, yeah, I would swear he did that. Oh well. There was there was one feud he had with Taker, wasn't it? I don't think he beat Take. At no, least I don't not want for Harry the belt. Kane. I want Kane Kane. Fuck yeah, Harry Kane. Just don't <laughs> just don't get sold. <laughs> and we're not talking about Blue Kane either. <laughs> or Rainbow uh-huh. Kane. Oh. <laughs> oh, he he's he's right. You know, he yeah. was well, one time, one time, one time. He was oh, IC yeah. champion twice. What the fuck? That's probably the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, probably. 12-time tag team champion. And recent 24-7 champion. (laughs) (laughs) Who didn't have that title? I mean, hell, fucking the goddamn old bags had it, for crying out loud, Briscoe and fucking Homeboy. Yeah. All right, score stays at 4-2. What do you got for me for question six? Here we go. It's one of my all-time favorites. This super fight superstar debuted in the WWF wearing the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship in 1996. Gotta go with Dan the B7. Dan the B7 is right. Also, came out with Jim Cornette. By the way, I don't know how the fuck that didn't work out. (laughs) Cornette was the manager for everybody in the fucking 90s, and everybody that got over had Cornette as a manager, but then you have Dan Severn, and you fumble that. And I will say it. In an MMA fight, Severn would have beaten Brock Lesnar. All day long. He would have beaten the fuck out of him. 
Um, yeah, I, I didn't know if he was the first one to wear the NWA title in WWE, but I remember him having all the belts. Only one. Yeah, he's the only guy to walk in with it. Hell, he wore the NWA world title inside the octagon. This is true. This is, it's fucking hilarious. But it's Seriously, true. how do you fuck up Dan the Beast? It was Vince. Sports entertainment, that's how, baby. All right, it is for free. Question seven. Becky Lynch made her acting debut alongside The Miz in which movie? Uh, it's a fucking... I think it was a fucking Christmas movie. Because I know it wasn't The Marine, even though he was in, like, three of them. God damn, what's the name of that fucking Christmas movie they were in? Christmas Chaos? Maybe? I don't know. I don't watch old Miz's movies. I watch his dumbass TV show, but I'm not watching his fucking movies. Um, sure, Christmas Chaos. That's probably. I think I've only watched the Christmas one you're talking about that he's in. Um, but it was Paige uh, in the Christmas movie. He was in Santa's Little Helper. Oh, motherfucker. Becky Lynch, I think, was the main villain in the Marine Six. You're fucking kidding me. Now I want to watch the Marines. <laughs> Wasn't Ted DiBiase Jr. in one of them? I think he was. He was Marine Two. He was. Yeah, he was number two. He yeah he did Marine Two and Randy Orton did uh, Twelve Rounds Two. Yeah, he Orton was supposed to be in the Marine, but well, that wouldn't have gone over well it's, at it, all. It's funny, both of them starred John, and then it was like, okay, cool, fucking Randy's gonna take over this one, and then they're like, Ted DiBiase, we're not doing well, anything else with him. <laughs> What was supposed to happen, Orton was supposed to be in Marine 2, but because he got dishonorably discharged from the Marines, they're yep. like, yeah, yeah. No, we, can't, we can't do this, no. no. It'll just, like, it, it's fucking, it's hypocrisy. That's it would have been a PR nightmare. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. It would have been bad. Okay, we're on question uh, seven, and is for free still. All right, shortest reigning IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title reign. Uh. Fuck it, Jay White. I fucking wish that'd have been cool. No, Hooventude. <laughs> Hoovy. Yeah, he only had it a week. Damn. Poor bastard. All right, still on four free. The juice is loose. Um, Question eight. How many people have lost their money in the bank cash in? Ooh. Now, are we counting ones that lost the briefcase entirely or their cash in attempt? Just a cash in attempt. Oh, fucking hell. Kind of makes it worse. <laughs> I'm like thinking of like three that stick out. And I know there's more. I just don't, I fucking don't know how many more. Fuck. This is why I hate this company. Um, I'm going to say three. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck on three. Sandow, Corbin, and Cena. 
Okay, free. Now I'm really starting to think it's four. Shit. I had somebody else in my head, and now once you said Corbin, it wait, like, no, 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 took no, over. Four. four. Austin Theory failed. Bingo. All right. Four. It is five. Motherfucker. Who was the fifth? Braun Strowman. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I said that in my head, too. And I was like, no, I just thought muscled up bastard. <laughs> so fucking Austin Theory fit the goddamn cue. God, son of a bitch. So far, oh, the no. women have a 100% success rate at cashing in. For now. And Come on, EO. Keep it that way. <laughs> keep it that way. Don't don't break the record with EO, please. Don't do it. All right. Um. All right. Let's celebrate the guy behind you. What ye- what uh, pay per view was the Boiler Room Brawl? Ah, oh, this fucking question again. I know you love hate uh, it. You love it. I literally what, had what it the other week. The bro- uh, the Boiler Room Brawl. Taker and Mankind. Classic. We literally oh. mentioned it either last week or the week before, and I can't remember what the pay-per-view was. I know it wasn't Cold Day in Hell or Beware the Dog because... Wait, SummerSlam. Ah, you bastard. Good job. Because I, I was sure it was an in your house, and it wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you want SummerSlam his bonus points? 96. Fuck. He's on fuego with the bonus <laughs> points today. Are we Are actually counting those bonus points? You're by yourself. Well, you might as well. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, it's 5-4. There we go. We'll play catch up. Don't trip, tater chip. All right, two questions left. In what rare match type did Brock Lesnar defeat Big Show at Judgment Day 2003? Ooh, uh, motherfucker. I, I'm just... no. What was that? Who are the opponents? Brock Show and, and Big Show. It's not the sumo match, is it? Because if you're going to su- No, you wouldn't sumo match fucking Lesnar. That'd be dumb as I shit. don't need to see Brock. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was the worst part of it. No, he actually had a sumo <laughs> match. That was That's right. Big Show had just that WrestleMania against the fucking Yokozuna dude and just fucking got yeah, that. Akibono. There you go. Um, so- I was, initially, I was going to say the barbed wire cage, but that was JBL and, mm-hmm. and, and Big... And oh, fuck Show. no, they wouldn't do that. I really know Lesnar wouldn't, at least. Um... Motherfucker. Oh. It was a stretcher match. Yeah, it was. You know, I was never... that that extra large stretcher, that one that yeah. was like fucking twice the size? If I remember <laughs> right, there was a back uh, one of the buildups was you know, Ray getting strapped to a stretcher and Big Show just Using it as oh, a yeah. baseball bat against the, uh, the, uh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, the backboard. Just, just dropping him, just letting him just drop like a sack of potatoes. That, that, that was crazy. He, that was crazy for Ray to take that. Well, you also got to remember, Ray also got chucked like a lawn dart into the side of a trailer. Yeah. This is true. This, this is true. How that man does not have neck problems is a shock. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is a good one. Right, I just want five, to confirm. Five. Oh, nice. I just want to confirm my answer. Holy crap. That's, you know what? That's a question I should ask. I'm going to, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. How old is Hiroshi Tanahashi? 
When you find out the answer to this question, you're gonna blow your fucking hundred <laughs> Um I think he's only in his forties. Um but is it a round figure or forty five. Oh, 46. Damn you, Tana, why'd you have a birthday? Why'd you, why'd you have a birthday? <laughs> That's the best when you have a birthday. When was his birthday? How much am I out by? Right? Oh, shit. Here, give me a sec. Uh, oh, November 13th. Yeah, okay. Right? You know, four or five months? All right. I guess. Damn it, Ace. <laughs> you fucker. Okay, still 5-5. Five, five, so, um, I guess next question right wins. Or if it's a tie, you retain anyway, because obviously champion's advantage. But question 10. Who was the last person to join the NWO? Oh, motherfucker. Which iteration? Like, all time. Uh, well, technically, we're not counting John Cena wearing an NWO shirt in Firefly Funhouse. (laughs) Come on. So we're talking like WWE included, their version. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Was it even worse? Was it Booker T? Why does that sound right? Going with Booker T? Going sure. with Booker T. Uh, Booker T was the second to last person ah, to join NWO. He was kicked out by Shawn Michaels. Oh, that's right, that old fucker. Um, and then NWO, I think they were they were supposed to go on a run because Kevin Michaels were both in the NWO, but it ended like a month later because obviously Kevin Nash got injured again. <laughs> Stepping over Bubbery Dudley. <laughs> wow. Talk like, about way to get injured. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know what's worse. That quad tear or Vince <laughs> Tearing both I'm of just them. sliding in oh, the ring, boy. Vince's is amazing. That one's still talked about to this day by like everybody. Fucking athletes across the universe. It just, it looked weird. And the fact that he just carried on sitting there yelling at Batista and Cena. Can you imagine though how much pain he had to be in? I mean tearing yeah. one is bad enough, but both. We gotta give the crazy old guy some credit sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Okay, I still, score. Love, I still would love to see Tony Khan come out and just make fun of that. <laughs> that don't you fucking. That's that starting a war right there, bud. I would laugh. Oh, you know, I'm not to- saying I wouldn't laugh. Tony wouldn't feel the pain, though, because of all the coke. Yes, sir. Cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug. It's 5-5. Uh, it's five, five, final question. All right. Make or break. Pre- pressure's on. All right. Both. Kurt Angle. And Gabe Stevenson have won gold medals in the Olympics. In what style of wrestling? Now, mind you, there's only two, but still. So you're going to take amateur as a, an answer? I can, but <laughs> it would be wrong because technically they're not at the amateur level anymore. Uh, um, Matt wrestling? Is that a... Matt wrestling. Freestyle wrestling. Damn. 
So, so for future reference, freestyle wrestling, and then there's Greco-Roman wrestling. Right. So Greco-Roman wrestling was like uh, that. You could think of Daniel Cormier. He actually competed in the Olympics in Greco-Roman, while Gable steeps in Kurt Angle, uh, uh, Chad Gable, and everybody else was freestyle. Hmm. Learn something new every day. Yes, sir. So the score finishes 5-5, which means champions retain. Still DC and Mo still your tag team champions. But hey, Feeney, if you was here. It might not be that way. We probably wouldn't have got bonus points, but still. <laughs> but the reality is you ain't here and he still went toe-to-toe, you sons of bitch. Yeah, it came to a draw. While you're sleeping. All right, well, uh, Phoenix uh, is running through Candyland or something. Let's talk last night on Dynamite. All right, so Chris Jericho kicks off the show. They literally go right into the action, something WCW used to do all the time. I kind of really like it. Uh, he is in, of course, his home country. He defeats Commander in uh, with a lion tamer after the match. Don Callis comes out and, again, tries to tempt Chris Jericho with details of their past, talking about bad news Brown. And he would he's up in heaven looking down at us. He would want us to be together, Chris. And Chris is kind of thinking about it. And we'll see. You know, I didn't hate the match. Uh, I just I kind of felt like I was watching a WCW match a little bit. Just, you know, just maybe it was the style Chris was wrestling, but I didn't hate it. It just felt a little different. Backstage, Jungle Jack Perry, or just Jack Perry, is scared as holy shit. This is an unsafe work environment. As he gets jumped in his own car to get out and get back in and then run away. Because why build a match when we can just continue to run away from each other? Adam Cole and MJF continue their teaming bonding. Their team bonding as MJF takes them out. Uh, They're at a bar for a little bit. And then they go and they start playing video games. And I love this whole segment. And MJF is... They're just talking. They're like shots in and four girls walk by and he look, Max looks at Adam. He's all, you know, I'm no mathematician. He's all, but two for you, two for me. And Adam just laughs. He's like, you know, I really, really like Brit <laughs> Four more for daddy. And out goes Max. And of course, like every dickhead ever. Apparently does it in a public restroom, but fuck it. He convinces him, hey, I'll put the shirt on if you go do what I want to do, which is go play, fight forever. He convulses into him that I had no friends, and that's why I don't like playing video games because you know there's no multiplayer for me. And so now they're starting to slowly, slowly, slowly become friends and probably the greatest tag team we've ever fucking seen. <laughs> in, the blind ta- in the blind tag team eliminator, Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara move on after defeating the Mogul Empire uh, which was a fucking uh, Big Bill and Brian Cage, which, believe it or not, was actually, this was a pretty fun match. I rather enjoyed it. Um, uh, let's see, Darby Allen and, of course, Orange Cassidy costed them the match. So it is what it is on that one. Uh, it looks like um, like Darby Allen is, like, literally going to, him, uh, him and Swerve seem to be a thing that is going to happen. I don't know when. But they're building the fuck out of it, and that's how you build shit. Uh, we got, let's see, Brian. Oh, it's actually, no, I mixed him up. That was a. Who was a. I'm sorry, who, that's right. Who was Swerve's partner? Whoever it was, he got his ass beat, so it doesn't really matter. Fuck on with that. Um, then we got to see Cole and MJF 
beat Big Bill and Brian Cage. This was the match that I was talking about. Shockingly enough, um, MJF is playing the 80s character, by the way, for those of you who still can't fucking get it by doing the I can barely lift this giant guy and power slamming, but still does in the end. Uh, they have a cool little like chat at the end, you know, boundaries still between them. But uh, they're good friends. And again, the bond continues to build backstage. Jake Hager's questions Jericho's intense with Don Callis. All of a sudden, Hager has a role in what fucking Jericho does, whatever. And Sky Blue's winning streak comes to an end as Ruby Soho moves on to the finals of the Owen Hart Women's Tournament. And uh, d- despite his impressive debut, Nick Wayne fell short of the experienced swerve. Strickland, with no thanks to the possible interview or the, the interference that happened from Darby that went nowhere because, well, you know, Swerve's a vet and Nick Wayne's a young kid, but he will be a fucking star in due time. So give him time. Uh, <clears throat> Kenny Omega attempts to confront Don Callis uh, as Don Callis is trying to reveal the fifth guy. BCC attack him. The fifth guy is revealed to be Pac. That's when they're going to like break Kenny's neck and he's like, look at the screen and just a lovely little thing saying that he's coming and it is official. Kota Ibushi is heading out and the golden elite are back together and they will take on the BCC. Wow. I'm shocked. Well, I was kind of hoping week. I was kind of hoping he would have already been in the States, but hey, you know what I mean? Tis yeah, tis. I don't know if it was more uh, a bigger pop that we got that video package or if it would have been a bigger pop if he just fucking ran down, but it was cool. Cool either way. I'm excited regardless. It's going to jump uh, off of something. And it was nice of the rest of the elite to to wait for the video package before making the save. Right. They're like, oh, everybody watch. <laughs> Something important's happening. I mean, that's sort of on par with Jeff Hardy debuting to save Matt and <laughs> let me dance first. Dance. No, oh, it's God. not because you can't come out to your own music. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, oh, shit. And then realize your brother's getting his ass beat all last second. Like, no, that's not how this works. Um, oh, so Nick, Nick Wayne goes, we waited most of the match to find out what his finisher actually was, the Wayne's World, and it's a Cody Cutter. Yep, it's a Cody Cutter. But it's but all he good. hits it very well. Well, yeah, he he reminds me of a lot of a Will Ospreay, like amazing red. He just he's he is a lot of different people in one, and the fact that he is eighteen mm. and going to be on television again, the fucking sky is the goddamn limit. But that is all for Dynamite. Yeah. Um, all right, then we got more to come, but uh, Slammiversary is this weekend, and it's been a year since we've predicted an impact pay per view. Oh, I'm um, so I've, I've only been catching up for like the last two weeks, so it's probably going to be a quick prediction because we're not fully back into it yet. No, I was say, I was like, I'm literally running off of highlights here because I don't got um, no goddamn access to access. Uh, so we did say that there's going to be a tag team match between Scott Demore and PCO against Bully Ray and Dino. PCO is now out of action after getting set on fire by Bully Ray and Dino last week. Yeah, well, that, that does, that's that impact does for you. That's no, that's just PCO. <laughs> <laughs> he likes guy, to be put on fire. The guy's been wrestling since like the early '90s, the early '90s. Yeah. Like he's a people forget he's a former WWE tag champion. This is true. 
So, um, we got two pre-show matches, 10 matches overall. Um, kind of surprised. 55. They, PCO is 55? He's 55. Damn. Getting set on fire. You crazy fuck. Um, I'm surprised they put the digital media title match on the pre-show because it was the oh. funniest moment of the show last week. Um, Come on. Joe Hendry is defending against Kenny King. <sighs> Come on. You're going to do my man Joe Hendry like that? Um, I don't know how actually Joe Henry's been champion for a long time. I don't know how long for, but I know it's a while. Um, but I'm going with him to retain just because he's hilarious. Well, not only that, it's digital media. Okay, who's better at doing digital media than than fucking Joe Henry? Okay, he remakes people's theme songs for fuck's sake. I love Joe Henry. Joe Henry all the way. Sure. <laughs> That's that's the epitome of how much we uh we're invested in impact. But right. well, I'm I'm trying. Trying. We're trying. Um the other pre-show match is the Death Dolls, Courtney Rush and Jessica, which um is basically now it, it's Rosemary and Havoc, but they're now yeah. they've stripped away the makeup and they're in they they're just it, like these punk girls now. Yeah, I was gonna say now they're just people and I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> what's it's going on? So weird seeing Rosemary without the face paint. But uh, they're teaming with Jody Frett to take on the Chantourage, which is Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, and Jay Vidal. That explains the stupid name. Yeah. Fucking Giselle. The Rosemary uh, team, whatever they're called. Yeah, I'm going with the Death Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're actually people that are nameable you're pushing um because i'm like i'm really trying to think i'm like who the fuck savannah evans i know of, i know of savannah evans so let me say it like that i know of her but that's about it yeah yeah uh and jay vidal i know nothing about nope sorry all right so on to the main show we have an ultimate x match to determine the number one contender for the impact x division title this jonathan gresham mike bailey kevin knight Angels and Kushida. That's a nice lineup. It's a hell of a lineup. I mean, Mike Bailey's on fire. He's. Uh, I'm glad he's catching wind and impact. By the way, uh, Jonathan Gresham. I don't. I, he's been there for a little bit, but I've also. He's been quiet as shit. At least from what the little bit I can see, he's been quiet. And then Kushida. Well, that's Kushida. Kushida's just. Yeah. You know, he, he's a motherfucker from Japan that comes in and does some shit for him every now and again. I think because he lives in L.A. still, so. Or at least has a place out here. Um, but I'm going to stick to the speedball. Mike Bailey, man. He's, he, the guy's on fire and he deserves a push. And uh, the biggest stars in Impact normally start with the X Division title. Yeah. Uh, X Division champion is currently Chris Saban. Uh, he's defending the title on the show. But I think I'm going to go with Gresham. Okay. I don't hate the idea of Gresham either. I mean, it's a guy that's worth pushing. He's definitely can fit every single style there is. He's power, yet he can be high flying is. So he could be an X Division champ. DC? Uh, gotta go with Saban. Well, he's champ. This is going to be a number one contender. So, oh, number one contender is Gresham, <laughs> Bailey, Kevin Knight, Angels, or Kushida. You know, I, I'm I'm a sucker for Kushida. Cool, give me Kushida's X Division champ. 
I don't know. I think Kishida versus Saban would be pretty would be pretty good. Don't they yeah. have history already? Uh, no. Kishida used to team with Alex Shelley. There we go. He's got, oh, so he's got history with Alex Shelley's partner. Okay. And I know Alex Shelley had a couple appearances in NXT teaming with Kushida. They brought yeah. them back for a little bit. Twice, I think. Yeah. It was the same thing with James Storm. You know, it's like they never really made a serious attempt to get them. But then again, we all know how well the E used Kushida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we all know how well they use a lot of uh, Japanese stars. Like shit. I'm, I'm sorry to say all that. But they're doing okay right now, thanks to trips. Right, thanks. Thank finally somebody, somebody. Uh, I will agree with Mo that they do, they use Japanese stars horribly until the day when Nakamura wins a world title. Hey, very uh, true. Out of boy. All right, for the Impact Knockout Tag Team Titles, we got the Coven, Taylor Wilde and Kylan King defending against Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. I'm a sucker for Slamovich, bro. Same. Same. I was going to go with those two just after the way they literally linked up a couple weeks ago. I go with them just because, you know, Masha Slamovich versus Nick Gage was brutal. You're telling me. So, you know what? Anybody that can go toe-to-toe and give it to him just as good as he dishes that out to people. Right? Take it all day long, right? Yeah. Um, the Covenant also have been champions since... Well, but see, they've been champ- end of February, early March. I was about to say, they've been champs for a minute because uh, Kylie King... That's... Uh, what's the fucking dumbass real name? Um, that's what's your face from... Never mind. But that's not the point. Um... Again, I think they want to push Masha. They, they, they've been, they've been putting her up with the upper echelon of the peoples, at least of the ladies, um, and she's on every fucking international multiverse kind of whatever show. So she's she's gotten plenty of exposure. So yeah, give me give me crown me some new champions. Yeah, I'm good on that. I'm good on that one. Ooh, here we go. DC seems to have frozen. <clears throat> Freeze me down. Do it all over again. Hit all right, let's uh, move on to the next match, and we'll get the uh, DC's prediction for the tag titles when he comes back. We got Eddie Edwards with Alicia in his corner versus Frankie Kazarian with Tracy Brooks in his corner. Nice. Okay, um... Eddie has been—I don't know—I I like Impact Eddie Edwards. I do. Um, he's something—he's like way more hardcore, which is awesome. Um, but then again, Frankie Kazarian—he's been—he's been kind of on a tear lately, and their back and forth has been has been a long one. That's for sure too. They've been—they've been going at it now for—I want to say at least f- at least a few weeks for sure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, certainly longer than I've been watching again. <laughs> That's for sure on that part. Um, I mean, I'm, how long is it since Kazarian left AEW? It's oh god, it's. I want to say it's been like six months or so. I want to say it's been hey, a man. little. Yeah, there he is. What up, D? 
I want to say it's been a little bit since he's been uh, gone from AEW, but uh, I'm still going with Eddie Edwards, man. I'm still yeah, going with Eddie Edwards. It's, and then uh, on top of that, his wife always gets involved in shit. Crazy broad. Uh, it's actually kind of left field to see Tracy Brooks back. I haven't seen her since they had the other Trinity in Impact. Oh, shit. That's right. She's old Impact. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. She used to be in Bobby Roode's corner. That's, I was about to say, she looks familiar. Shit. I was like, why does the name look familiar? And now that I'm looking at a picture, I was like, oh, I know you. I don't, but I do. One thing, when she, when she first arrived in CNA, her and the other Trinity uh, were just hanging around with Dusty Rhodes all the time backstage. Oh, it is this broad. Oh, I know. I know exactly who this chick is. She was the one that used to always come down in the... Uh, no, she used to wear all kind of dumbass shit, but she, wasn't she like a Catholic schoolgirl at one point? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Whatever. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with Eddie Edwards, too. Like Eddie. Uh, DC, you back? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Get me back. Uh, Eddie Edwards versus Kazarian. We got Alicia in one corner, Tracy Brooks in the other. You know, as much as I love Kazarian, and I do, got to go with Eddie on this one. See, 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 Eddie. Eddie. Uh, Next up. Oh, geez. Four-way for the Impact Tag Team titles. Ace Austin and Chris Bay versus... Brian Myers and Moose versus Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. They are abusing my man, Flash Morgan Webster. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But they're an actual sh- tag team subculture. No, I know, but fucking use him. Use him. Like, that's my thing. They're killing me over here, man. Like, they're... I like Flash Morgan Webster, and I like Mark Andrews. I do. I just... Nobody wants to push them because they're little. But that's besides the point. Um, I fucking love Ace Austin and Chris Bay. I absolutely fucking love these guys. They could be the longest reigning Impact Tag Champs for all I give a shit. They can hold on to them for 100 million days. That's a little too much. But still, um, no, they're, I'm, they're retaining. ABC is retaining. Yeah, I would have said that too. Um, Swan and Callahan's an odd team. Odd as fuck. That is... I don't know what's going on between now and the past few months. Well, since the last time I watched, but... Yeah, that that's really... Left field. Not but... as odd as Matt Hardy and Chris Harris. <clears throat> oh, gee. That sounds terrible already. It was. Oh, boy. Chris Harris. Um. All right, that's two for ABC. Yeah, going with... Uh, Bullet Club. Try, baby. Stick with the BZ. Bang, bang, gang. That's right. Okay, so Chris Sabin defending the X Division title against everybody's favorite new employee, Leo Rush. He's new last week, too, motherfucker. You know what? we, We talk all the shit. I talk the shit. But he has really revamped himself ever since his, you know, his 
fourth unretirement and doing a New Japan run. And yeah, I'm gonna make fun of how many times he retired. I don't give a shit. But the fact, but the fact is, bro, is he's at least doing the shit. You know what I mean? He's out there and he's he's regaining momentum all over again. He's shutting up most of the naysayers. I mean, yes, we're gonna crack the fucking jokes. I'm gonna stay cracking the fucking jokes, but it's still it's. I love what he's doing, but Chris also Chris Saban. I want to say just won that bitch. Yeah, and there's no way they're taking it off of him. Plus, isn't him and Alex Shelley like best buddies? Yeah, yeah they're the machine guns again. He's exhibition exactly. champion. Shelley's world champion. Yeah, no, they're loving the put. Well, I, well, wait a minute. I I just seen. I forgot who Alex Shelley has. So <laughs> you know what? Um. No, I, I say leave it on Chris Saban because my the, my process of thinking is you give you give Mike Bailey the number one contendership and then you make Mike Bailey your exhibition champ. Uh, I I don't think the guns are both walking out still champions from this, but I can't decide which one's dropping. Oh, I know which one's dropping it. Um, so come on, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, I'll go Saban to retain. <laughs> See yeah. what I mean? You get it. You get it now. We'll go Saban. Um, Penol. Okay, we got four, three matches Just left. Just because I don't like Leo Rush. That a boy. <laughs> it's good enough reason for me. Um, Darren McCarty will be the special enforcer for Bully Ray and Dina versus Scott Demore and now TBA. Hmm. I have no idea who his partner is going to be. I'm very intrigued, and I had no idea Scott Demore knew how to wrestle. He's got quite a background, really. I'm a little. I'm a little weirded out. Um, but if it's it, if it's going to be a backstage personality and somebody, it's they're going to have to win, right? Trying right. to think who, who Rhino, who's a free agent or who's got history with Bully. But yeah, probably someone from ECW like Rhino or Tommy Dreamer. Sabu. It's probably Sabu. Be, it probably. Uh, it probably will be fucking Tommy Dreamer that you say it like that. Because I was like, isn't well, isn't uh, Rhino still in office somewhere? Isn't he somebody's mayor? Yeah. Poor bastard. Um, and Bully and Dreamer have had recent feud. So I guess it would make sense. Yeah. Devon? No, Devon mm-hmm. says he can't wrestle anymore. Ah. That would have been a nice twist. Right? That would have been awesome. What about Spike? Now there you go. There's a fucking sp- there's a twist for you, bud. Hustle, uh, hustle. Uh, I think Tommy Dreamer is the more obvious. Yeah, Tommy is surprise opponent. Uh, but then the question is, who wins? Probably going to be Demore and Dreamer. Yeah, or whoever. Right, whoever Dreamer. <laughs> please, please tell me Scott Demore's got somebody better than Tommy Dreamer. But if not, it's okay. I'll take Tommy Dreamer. It'll be Todd Gordon. Oh, what the huh? <laughs> Um. Oh, Santino. His match isn't on the show. I thought he had a match. Yeah, I thought he was booked to, too. Um, but okay, that, I guess that feud's ongoing with uh, Dirty Dango. Oh, but uh, out now. Three-time knockouts champion Diana Perazzo defending against Trinity. Um. Yeah. Seems a little obvious. Tad bit, I think there's going to be a change here in Impact. And it starts with Trinity. 
Yeah. You know, it is obvious, but fuck it. I'll, I'll go Trinity. Right. I'm sorry. It's two. Sure. Right. Um, how long has Diana been champion this time? Like Diana, though. Yeah, she she's been champion since April. Uh, yeah, good. So it's enough. a reasonable run. Well, not only that, this is a name. You know yeah. what I mean? It is a pretty big name. Um, all right then. Full house for Trinity main events. Alex Shelley defending the world title against Nick Aldis. Speaking of names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I like both guys, and we got the feel-good moment with Alex Shelley winning mm-hmm. the title, and it was a feel-good moment, right? But feel-good moments don't last. No, sir. I mean, the only thing, the only reason I could possibly see. Shelly going over as if all this being there is only like a temporary thing. Like I think he's going to hang out for a little bit. Like, I don't think he's going away anytime soon. I think he's hanging out for a little bit. Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, is, is it a short term deal? Because I, have, I, I know there was yes. initially a plan to do Steve Macklin and Shelly again, but Macklin got hurt. So oh no, it's short term for show. So he doesn't say how long they're on a handshake deal is what everybody's quoting it as. Because what I heard was there was a plan to bring all this into the E, but. They were kind of waiting on things, and you know, he's basically like, Well, I gotta make money, so mm-hmm. I think if all this loses, he's not gonna be around much longer, he's gonna be moving on. So, I don't know, I really don't know. I'm yeah. still sticking with Nick Alice. I think that's the reason why you keep him there, that you give him your in the Impact World Championship. You let him get a lengthy run with it. Then maybe, and this is the thing you didn't bring up, but I still think it should happen or could happen, is do you have that lovely, that door we're not supposed to talk about, and you can have Nick Aldis show up on fucking AEW television. Or you know? here's an idea. Let's just do a swerve and have Kenny Omega win it back. I love it. There we go. Wrong with that one. Please, thank you. And I take checks in all forms of dollar bills. Thank you. Yeah, but he didn't do anything for Impact. Sure. He got them ratings. Right. And buys. The same way. Hey, wait. The same way. The same way Punk, you know, wasn't going to do that. You know I mean? Let's not More talk about that. <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about that guy. Oh, well. All right. Full house for Alice. And that is all of Slammiversary predicted. Unlike that one year where we just made up a whole new card. Love it. Make up a whole another one right now. Let's go. Time to grind. Get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line. Cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Uh, I 
feel alive when I got a goal in sight. Chip away, I gotta fight. Ain't nobody else in sight. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo and DC show. Once again, drop us a like, a sub, a follow, do it all, and go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com to learn more. That's right. Till to come this week, we got the King of the Mike final, shit Mark Say, Geek Ambassador of the Week. But first, the knowledge title is on the line. All right, Chad finally won the title a couple of weeks ago at uh, Trivia Takeover and was immediately challenged for the knowledge title by DC. So we get in three stages of knowledge for the knowledge championship. Yeah. First round is Bell to Bell, the classic. You get two matches. All you got to do is tell me which one lasted the longest. Challenger first, DC, you have two Yokozuna matches, which we don't get very often. Yokozuna versus The Undertaker at Royal Rumble 94 in the casket match. And Yokozuna versus Lex Luger, the first of his two title defenses at WrestleMania 10. It was which lasted longest? Yeah. I'm going to say Undertaker, Yoko, and the casket match. All right, Royal Rumble. That one was 14 minutes, 20 seconds. Ooh. And Yokozuna versus Lex Luger was 14 minutes, 40 seconds. Literally a 20-second difference. But uh, Yokozuna and Lex Luger was the longest. Lex Luger. Which of these two matches lasted the longest? Undertaker versus Edge, WrestleMania 24, or Undertaker versus CM Punk, WrestleMania 29. Edge at 24. Round two is Breaking Kayfabe. There's two points on the line. You get a multiple choice question. There's a point for the correct answer and a bonus point for the bullshit answer, which couldn't possibly be true. Question is, which of these held the Money in the Bank contract the longest? Rob Van Dam, Chris Jericho, or Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan held it the longest. Bullshit answer was Jericho because he never had it. He proposed it. He proposed in that. Yeah, he came up with it. But uh, absolutely right, two points. Uh, Daniel Bryan held it for 154 days. Jericho never held it. Rob Van Dam held it for 70 days. Which of these championships did The Undertaker win first? A, WWE Tag Team, B, WWE Hardcore, or C, WWE US? So you get a point for the right answer and a point for the kayfabe answer, which in this case is the one he's never won. I don't know, so I'm going to say... No. Are you helping me, are you, Aurora? What do we think? Do we think A, B, or C? A, B, C. Do you think A, B, or C? Do you think A, B, or C? A. A. Okay, so we're going to go A. We're going to go A as the correct answer. And then are we going to go B or C? B. B is the uh, the B, the BS answer. Now, he said hardcore, but Taker's never won the US title. So, only is, one point for Taker. Has Taker ever won a mid card title? If you count the hardcore as mid title, then That's sure. But other than that, no, just tag team and heavyweight. So, 
Chad only gets one point in round two, so the score is 2-2. It all comes down to the final round, which is perfect 10. Literally 10 questions. Um, since um, Chad isn't here, the same questions are asked for both. And then we'll see what Chad's score was at the end. So question one, who was the first ever NXT champion? That would be current world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins. Yeah. Which tag team holds the record for the longest tag team title reign in WWE history? Longest reign. That would be the Usos. Yep. At which WrestleMania did Santina Morella win the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal? WrestleMania 25? Yep. Question four. Which WWE Hall of Famer and former women's champion dated CM Punk between 2009 and 2010? Lita? Yep. Uh, question five. Whose talk show segment was called The Dirt Sheet? Uh, was that Miz and Morrison? Yep. Yeah, I'll oh, wow. take that. It was John Morrison. Uh, who was the second ever AWTNT champion defeating Cody Rhodes? Brody Lee? Yep. Yeah. Question seven. Which one-off 2017 WWE pay-per-view featured an ambulance match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman? Uh, is that Capital Punishment? Uh, it was Great Balls of Fire. See, I've tried to delete that that paper unit. Had a boy. I I still don't understand why they did it, but it happened. Um, question eight: What was L.A. Knight's name in Impact? Yeah. Eli Drake. Yeah. 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 Um, which championship replica did Brock Lesnar destroy in Triple H's office? That would be the Big Gold WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Um, I don't even think he used anything but his hands, did he? Just Sledgehammer. Oh, Sledgehammer, yeah. Of course. What else would be in Triple H's office? Right, seriously. <laughs> All right, so far we got eight out of nine. Final question. How many times has Ric Flair been WWE champion? Twice. Yes, nine out of ten. And he beat, he won the first, at, I believe it was Royal Rumble 1992. Yeah. And lost it to Macho at WrestleMania 8 and beat it, won it back from at a house show, I believe. Yeah, I don't remember it being a pay-per-view. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was twice, so that's 9, 10, 11, 11 points. Seth Rollins. Usos. Uh, let's say twenty. Twenty-five. I really don't know the answer to this one. Um. Oh, what's that chick's name? Ah, oh, the one. Um, I'm probably way off. I'm probably way off. The one that shaved her hair off. Oh, what's her name? I hope there's not a time limit on this. Oh, what's her name? No, it's gone. I have no idea. 
Oh, that's so annoying. Because they're in AW. They're on that streak of beating everybody. No, the name's gone. I feel like that was John Morrison. But I'm going to say the Miz and Morrison because I know they both did it. But John Morrison. Um, I want to say Darby Allen. I'm trying to think if anyone else held it like that early on. Because um, I know Darby held it for a while but didn't defend it much because then he was pissed off because he didn't get to defend it much. Did anyone hold it in between him? See, for some reason I've got Scorpio Sky. I've got him in my mind. But I swear he was after. I'm going to say Darby Allen. I'd be massively wrong. It's one of two. It's either Stomping Grounds or... Goodness gracious, Great Balls of Fire. And I'm going to risk it, and I'm going to say Great Balls of Fire because it's my ringtone. Eli Drake! Eli Drake! Imagine if I'm wrong. I've just said that with so much confidence because I've been waiting for this question for so long. Imagine if I'm wrong. I strip don't know, but I'm going to assume that this is what became the hardcore title, so I'm going to say the WWE Championship. That's a trick question because obviously the answer I want to say is 16, but then that's world champions. Does that count as WWE and world heavyweight? But then I won't know how many WWE championships he's held. See, I don't know how many. I can picture him with a world heavyweight championship belt, but I can't picture him with a WWE belt. Right. I feel like the question isn't, the answer isn't 16, but I don't know what the answer is, so I'm going to say 16. And with that, for the second straight event, we have a brand new Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion, DC. Get it, get it, DC with the Knowledge Champ. Triple Crown Champ. Currently two titles, Triple Crown Champ, uh, former TV, current tag team, and now... Current knowledge. Let's go. And don't forget predictions, too. Don't forget that. Yeah, we, we often forget predictions. <laughs> hey, it counts. it counts. It does. It does count. Mo's, uh, I think, a 14-time champion. I'm 12, something like that. Up there, that's for sure. After you get past 10, you lose count. Don't tell Ric Flair that. Don't do it. <laughs> well, WWE lose count. All right, that is the Knowledge Championship, and congratulations to our brand new Knowledge Champion. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for Fight for the Knowledge 2. Our next special event is Promo Slam, and comes at you August the 3rd. Get ready to start your engines. Yeah, we'll find out later who the king of the mic will be, but they will go one-on-one with your Capitan for the Television Championship. And of course, there will be more matches coming in the next couple of weeks. We got three weeks before this one. That's right. We will also find out the group MVP and EVP. Will Travis make it two full years? Will DC retain the EVP? Who knows? Tune in to find out. Go to maxwrestling.weebly.com forward slash promo slam 2023. We all know more information from Travis. Let's be real here. (laughs) No lies there. He's been a little quieter than usual. But yeah, I mean, actually, that's free titles you've got right now. Hey. They're heavy. Okay. Before we find out dumb tweets, let's take a look at the past 
with This Week in Wrestling History. July 7th, 1996, at Bash at the Beach, the biggest heel turn of all time took place as Hulk Hogan was the third man. Joining Kevin Nash mm-hmm. and Scott Hall to form the NWO, not only was it the biggest heel turn because of how popular Hogan was, but the NWO would, of course, become one of the most influential factions in wrestling history. Pivotal moment. I would say pivotal in not just WCW history, but revolutionized professional wrestling, period. Yeah. I, I don't think there'll ever be a heel turn even close to it because people like heels these days and the whole the reason this was so shocking was because every motherfucker loved hulk hogan well yeah they were the, they were his child that's my childhood hero now little backstory hall i think it was hall that screwed up like when they tossed the referee out of the ring that wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> leave it to scott hall <laughs> right like Go the referee was supposed to count the three, ring the bell. Nope. <laughs> um, July seventh. Hogan that did that. That threw the referee. I think it was Hogan that threw the ref out. All I know is they were rogue as shit. Yeah. Uh, July seventh, twenty nineteen, at Slammiversary, one of the most documented and hottest feuds in Impact in years, culminated in an intergender match as Sammy Callahan defeated Tessa Blanchard. Good shit. Uh, and final piece of history because we got a lot to get through, and we have had a lot to get through this week. Mm-hmm. July ninth, two thousand. This one was fucking. It's another controversial Hulk Hogan moment. Booker T won his first WCW World Championship in controversial fashion at Bash at the Beach when Hogan refused to job to Jeff Jarrett. Same now, This is a story. Yeah, same pay-per-view. Jarrett was told by Vince Russo to just lay down for Hogan to win. Russo then threw the belt in the ring at the start of the match to a confused Hogan. Hogan called out Russo for bad booking and quit WCW. Russo then reversed the decision, declaring Jeff Jarrett still champion, who then finally dropped the belt to Booker T. Politics. Exactly, because of politics. That's not going to work for me, brother. Has that (sighs) been an episode of Dark Side of the Ring yet? It will be. No, but it should be. It fucking will be. Give it time. Because, like, you always hear, like, you know, Hogan says, oh, I knew it the whole time. It was a work. You know, we planned it. Now, you, you, even from the blurry YouTube footage, you can see Jeff Jarrett was visibly pissed off and Hulk Hogan was visibly confused. And also visibly pissed off. And pissed off. And Russo didn't give a shit about him. Like, he was Not damn near... Cr- Russo was damn near crying who was that mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Russo was so upset. But, uh, yeah, that was WCW in the 2000s. It was... Crazy times. Crazy times. Not, not good. And there's a reason they went bankrupt like a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm going to leave the history there because you've had a lot of history with trivia. Mm-hmm. And we still have one more promo about to come. But first, let's find out this week's Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking head with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. 
Right, Geek of the Week is the former WCW owner, president, operator, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Eric Bischoff. Now, Eric Bischoff is known as this guy that loves to, uh, I don't know, break it all the way down or whatever the fuck you call it. And one minute he's shitting on AEW and praising WWE, and the next minute he's praising AEW and shitting on WWE. He literally said in his podcast, I turned down a million dollar offer to go work for AEW yet turns around, praises Collision, and says, oh, I have all these great ideas. Like, do you, do you, do you got nothing better to do, man? Like, are you just, like, sitting at home, like, this is how I'm going to get me a job. I'm going to talk shit on him, and then I'm going to praise the fuck out of him. I never hated you, brother. I just want to... You're a fucking idiot. You're a goddamn idiot, Barrick Bischoff. Stay on your fucking podcast. Stop showing up on television shows. No thank you. You didn't make wrestling. The stars you bought made wrestling. Terrible. Asshole. Um, so a little bit different. Um, we've, I changed the name of Best of the Week to MVP of the Week because it's not always somebody who had the best match that I pick. It's just somebody who stood out the most. So let's yeah. go to this week's MVP of the Week. Come on. Plain and simple, I'm going to give it to somebody who pretty much had three hours of television written around her on Monday. Mommy is this week's MVP of the week, Rhea Ripley. Do her good, she should be. She's awesome. Like I said earlier, almost every other segment she was in. So three hours. She's the top of the pops. Gentlemen, work calls, duty calls. Adios. All right. Congratulations. I say wins all the belts, takes off. Just in time for the good stuff. Yeah. Just in time for the stupid shit people say online. Shit marks say. That's not the good stuff. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Sit down, Marks. Do we have nerds on TikTok this week? Oh, God. They're coming out of the woodworks, bro. They hear about the show or something because they're coming out of the woodworks. So um, I'm I'm mainly just going to give this guy a little bit of shit today because uh, he went from one minute praising the charisma of Danny Garcia to then trying to make a viral video saying, I hate his fucking stupid dance. And it's like, but you just talked about his charisma. That that whole stupid dance is a part of his charisma. Like, that's his whole thing. He, he just looks like a fucking idiot. But it just it threw me off. So uh, heal Kevin saying dumb shit this week. Go check him out on the, the fucking TikToks. Give him your uh, give him your shit. And tell him to quit being a flip flopping pancake. And I got one more from Twitter. This comes from uh, I'm just gonna say his name is Mister uh, Mister Towns Thomas 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 Towns. Let's go with that Thomas Towns. So his uh, exact quote on Facebook is the same people that said Cody Rhodes wasn't going to leave AEW are the same people saying Kenny Omega isn't not going to leave there as well. And I replied back with, well, there's one big difference between Kenny and Cody. And that's Kenny had said, I will not go back to WWE. That's not my style. As Cody had always said, well, I have unfinished business. Yeah. Has always said, well, even in AEW. So 
you're an absolute nerd. And hey, you want to know what the res- his response was? I got blocked. <laughs> I went to go like I, I'm glad I screenshotted it because <laughs> I was like I went to go back to check it and it's gone. I was like, oh, block, fucking block me, asshole. Oh well, you tell the truth. Right, yeah. Um, all right, on the Twitter side of things, jeez. Uh, first up, we have Vince McNewman. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Vince McNewman says, with Kota Ibushi's AEW debut imminence, here's a reminder that there are 47 talents under contract that have not worked a match on weekly programming or pay-per-view within the last three months. Some are injured and one is pregnant. Some are for reasons... Of, well, yeah, obviously she's pregnant. She can't wrestle, dude. Yeah, um, but there's guys on this list like... Brandon Cutler, uh, Brock Anderson, Paul White, Peter Avalon. Paul uh, White's a fucking commentator. Yeah. Peter Avalon was on TV not He's too long coach. ago against Jericho. I was just going to say, yeah, Peter Avalon was just on television. Um, and... Brandon Cutler is just ma- mainly a lackey anyway. Yeah, he's always been a lackey. He hasn't even wrestled that that often in that, you know, in that aspect. How many other dumbasses are on there? Uh, Layla Gray, who has pretty much become a valet anyway. I was going to say, isn't, isn't she a fucking manager? Yeah, pretty much for Jade. Uh, Fonda Rosa has been on TV, literally. She has um, a back injury! Yeah, she's been injured and she's been on collision. She had like, an interview last the, week. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> I, I just found it funny he mentioned Tay Mello, who who is several months pregnant. She is prego, playgirl. What the bunny, the I'm pretty fuck? sure she had a match a couple of weeks ago. She did have a match a couple of weeks ago. So... But, yeah, the, so the point is that all these people haven't been used and yet they're bringing in Kota Ibushi for blood and guts. Somehow hey. I don't think... Put in Brandon Cutler and Blood and Guts is going to sell tickets. No. But then again, hey, look at the Alpha Academy. When was the last time they were in a pay-per-view match? You know what I mean? When yeah. was the last time they got a tag title shot? There's all kinds of fucking cats like that. Dude, don't start. Don't don't start. This is wrestling. This is called overbloated rosters, and they're doing the best they fucking can. But you probably listed 14 people, 15 people that are either hurt or aren't actual goddamn wrestlers. You're a fucking moron. Um... Next up, we have Dumb Bill. Yeah, hell yeah. Again, this is about AEW. Um, Brian Pillman, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, recently uh, left AEW. His contract expired. Um, Dumb Bill says letting contracts expire is no different than firing people. Wait, there is a difference. Tony Khan is a child and doesn't have the balls to actually let somebody go and stop paying them for never being used. AEW, folks. Yeah, how how dare Tony um, just fire oh, him and then keep him from signing with another company? Or how dare he keep paying him? How dare he pay him for the extent of his contract, even though he's sitting at home? How dare he hand this man tens of thousands of dollars to do nothing for this company due to his contract? However. Is he is he keeping him from going to another company? No. Is he telling him, hey, you were injured so many days and you were supposed to be on TV, so I'm holding your contract for an extra three months? No. It's called letting the contract expire. 
It happens to WWE guys all the time that you don't give a shit about and you don't care, so it's not a big deal. Come on. Fucking idiots. Oy, oy, oy. Um, they are marks. That's the shit they say. Jackass. <laughs> okay, okay, so before we go anywhere, it is time to crown the 2023 King of the Mic. Will it be a perfect first tournament for beer, or will King Mo be the first to reign for a second time? Come on. Let's find out. say you never see it coming. But here I am. Beyond the way to becoming king of the mic. Teddy. Dusted. And everyone said, you don't have a prayer. Well, he's done. Chris Reed. Knocked out. Everyone said you don't stand a chance as well, but I've done them. And now one person stands in my way, and that is someone who I call a good friend in Moses Marquez, the current world champion. But let me tell you this this is the rise of the comeback. Risen from the ashes, risen. From the grave. Three months ago was the lowest of my life. But all I want to say first is thank you, Travis, and I hope to see you back soon. The lawyer, hold that title warm for me because I will be coming for that championship. Don't you worry. Now, Moses, 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 my good friend, has nothing bad, just business. And when I become king of the mic, I will be coming for that championship, Dazzy. Lawyer, I want your championship. And then Moses, I am coming for your championship. Believe me, my rise is fast. And I'm loving every second of the fact that everyone has bet against me. And I'm enjoying every second of it. And ever since that first match is when I thought I'd become the most evil son of a bitch that ever existed. And look where it's gotten me to the King of the Mike final. Moses, my main man, I'm really sorry that I have to beat you to become the king. 
and I'm loving every second of the fact that each person that bet against me is now eating their stinking words. And each and every one of you will then bow down at my feet And when I become the king, that championship is coming around my waist. <laughs> oh, you're all crying like little babies. And I'm loving every minute of it. Peace out. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. Glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. And the Spurs go marching on. <laughs> Max Wrestling RWT and promo fans tuning in worldwide. What's up, beer? Congratulations, big dog. You made it to the finals. You made it to a place where you get to face a big dog, where you get some real competition. I'm gonna break down your whole bracket for you real quick. What your bracket was, my man, we call that the A bracket in New Japan. Do you understand? We already knew you were gonna win. Corey's got it, but he doesn't have all of it. And that's because of an inner turmoil battle between me and Trav and his own brain and some things like that. And, you know, if he would just follow the El Jefe way, he probably would have got past you. But in the past. But again, speaking of the past, as somebody who got past, play on words, a newcomer, Chris Reed, who, like silently screamed in his own house he kind of like i was gonna do this but you know that and his whole you know i can buy any belt baby you're not the million dollar man and that's okay because the reality is now now you're under my wing now you will learn the el jefe way and in due time he too will be on that lovely lovely list of the elite, the cream of the crop, the top of the tier, whatever it is you want to call it, he will be a champion here in Max Wrestling and will be under the guidance of El Jefe. But beer, first, like, I mean that when I say that. Congratulations. I'm glad that you got here. I'm glad that you decided promos is a part of beer's game. That promos can beer do something that beer wants to do, that beer can do. But the thing is, beer, because this is shooting. And shooting means I got to tear you down. So as proud of you as I am, you had to do what everybody else does to get started. You pulled out a character. You went to the dark side. And we all did it. It, 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 it works for like two people. And, and one of them, one of them we speak in hush tones. I wave to her. And the other one, well, he's retired, but he likes to kick it, if you know what I mean. 
And as much as I think this suits you, bro, beer needs to find beer. And that's who needs to cut his promos from now on is beer. I don't want you hungry for every goddamn belt. I want you hungry for respect. I want you hungry for recognition. I want you hungry to be a top-tier guy like El Jefe. Championships will come. I assure you this. But wanting everything? You want Daz's title? Because you can kind of shoot. You want the knowledge title because you you know some stuff. But you want the world title because you think you can do a cinematic promo. Baby boy, you ain't going to get past the shoot, straight shooting promos. What makes you think you're going to meet me in the realm of cinematic warfare, special effects, voiceovers, fun shit like that? You really think you're going to beat me in that? But... I digress. The reality of the matter is, big dog, is the only way you could beat me in this whole thing is if you only win a minute. Because the fact of the matter is, is you were going to get all five minutes of me and you got all five minutes of me. So check it out, beer. The next time I see you, and yeah, I'm planning on seeing you again. This is going to be a thing. You're a rookie. And the next time I see you, I hope you're well-seasoned. Well-seasoned. Because the fact of the matter is, is you ain't on my level. You're not five levels below me. But I appreciate you showing up. Thanks for coming out. But your fate, my man, has already been decided. On to Daz I go. Tottenham are the greatest team the world has ever seen. Tottenham are the greatest team the world has ever seen. Tottenham are the greatest team the world has ever seen. And the Spurs go marching on. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, Beer. So, Beer goes... 3 minutes, 29 seconds, while Moses went 4 minutes, 52 seconds. Therefore, your winner and first ever two-time King of the Mike, El Jefe, Moses Marquez. I will see you at Promo Slam. And how appropriate that the uh, the leader of Dragon Club versus the leader of the modern-day Outlaws is for the TV title. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, anyway, it was almost a perfect debut tournament for beer. Um, just went a little bit short there. Like, like I said in mine, and and I mean that with all respect. I I, I congratulate him for making it this far. I appreciate it. Like I mean that when I say it to all y'all. I appreciate y'all coming out. It takes a lot to actually do this, but go back, rework it, come out swinging. Beer came out swinging. He took down a top competitor in Cypher. Let's keep it funky. He took down a top dude in Cypher, and he took on a newcomer with ease. So this this is a this is a realm for beer, but beer needs to, you know, he needs to go do a tune-up one time. Come on back. Well, you know what? Seeing as he's not king of the mic, um, I'll make an announcement for promo slam right now. Um, since Beard didn't get well, probably should have been first in line against Chad, but because his uh, suspension was over once Kenny lost the title, so here we go: triple threat at Promo Slam, DC versus Beard versus Kenny Killer. Oh, come on now! Chad's yeah, like, right. wait, what do I? What do I do? What's what? What? What about me? What about you, Chad? 
Well, um, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than Braun Strowman rocked Brock Lesnar at one time. But finally, here's what Moses has for you, Pencilnet Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. Right. All right. So the fun stuff is uh, coming. So guess what? The notes are coming back for retro. When it's dropping, we don't know. But uh, the TSK is getting pretty up there. So we did drop something that was uh, pretty much Kota Bushi. Was he confirmed last week for AEW? Well, guess what? He is confirmed. Uh, we did go into it. We talked about it. You know, is he going to just kind of hang out, do blood and guts, maybe all in and then jam? Or is he going to hang out for a while? We kind of went back and forth, talked about the idea of him maybe going to WWE or something like that. So make sure you check that one out. Me, Rob DC, we hooked that one up. Uh, the boys in the TSK are planning to come back. We've been trying to do a fantasy booking for all in. Um, if that doesn't happen, though, come on back. We will do a review of all in. And, uh, you know, those are going to be at least the fun ones for show. All right. But besides all that, and then, of course, you know how it goes. If you guys want to check all that fun stuff out, follow us on all of the lovely socials. Check out the evil Twitter machine, Max Wrestling UK, Captain512, and at SMRPodNet. Make sure you're checking out the lovely website, MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com. And do not forget to hit that subscribe button, follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and, of course, here on YouTube. 401 is great. 1,000 is even better. Get us there because I know y'all can, and we appreciate you as you do. Yeah. And with that said, join us next week for Blood and Guts. Come on. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Bang. I want more beer. Give me more beer. Mike. <laughs> <laughs>